Are you ready to get the body and health you've always wanted? It's time to do it. This is Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years, and now he's all yours. Interviewing the pros in health, wellness, and the fitness field. Get educated and motivated. Let's get to work. From Austin, Texas, this is Bodies by Brent. And this is your host, Brent Ruska. Welcome to episode nine of Bodies by Brent. I am your host, Brent Ruska, and today we have an episode all about transformation, 75 hard, and much, much more. Uh, Today we have Amy Edwards on the podcast. She is a podcast host herself, and she has recreated herself many times throughout her life, and she has a lot of wisdom to give. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode, and make sure you stay till the end to get your focus for the week. Let's go. Amy? Welcome Brent. to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm super pumped to have you here. Me too. Especially somebody who's been doing radio and podcasts as long as you. Uh, very inspiring, especially your last episode. Well, you know I'm going to cool. talk because, you know, <laughs> you're not, you didn't invite someone in who doesn't talk in front of a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, introduce yourself for anybody who doesn't know who you are. Okay. Well, my name is Amy Edwards, and I'm a podcast host and a radio personality and a mom, and I consider myself a transformation expert, and I'm about to be 49 years old, and I'm twice divorced, and I've been through a lot, and I just keep my chin up and I keep on going. And I also have a background in music and we were, which we were just addressing. And I took up music at a late age and I use that rock and roll specifically. And I use that as a metaphor for, uh, life for rocking life, you know, like taking, taking up whatever you want at any stage in life and just going for it. And there's so many lessons in that about overcoming fear and, I think it keeps you youthful too and just keeps your mind sharper and keeps you going in a fresh way. Yeah. So where did you develop this philosophy? So when did you... Trial and error? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just by doing it, you know? Just by... um, I think really the music stuff really was what pushed me because I was around 40 and the thought of being on stage and really writing lyrics that were true was very scary and very vulnerable because as a woman that's not the age you do that that's the age you're wrapping things up in the music thing you know and so um so it was a huge step for me and i'm very grateful to the austin music community because they were very kind all the way around they're very accepting and very kind like we have amazing people here and um i think just that was really what shifted everything for me. And I thought, you know, bigger than the music is just the learning that I've had about when you are really real and vulnerable and really putting yourself out there and really not letting fear get the best of you, that's when you have real growth. That's when you have real magic. That's when your comfort zone goes from this to this and you have a whole new comfort zone. And you know that with training and all that, right? You push beyond those and then you've got like a whole new... At life, essentially, where fear is not ruling you, or at least the fears are new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Did you did you f- always feel that way? Was this like? Mm, that's like, a good question. Did I always feel that way? Like, when did this this? Did you feel that way before you decided to take up music, or t- 
taking up music was that thing that opened your eyes to being like, okay, this. I is- feel like it's what opened my eyes, but I think, I think growing up, I had a lot of expectations on me in a certain way that I thought I was supposed to live. Okay. And I think just with age, that shifts and that changes because we all feel. <clears throat> excuse me, beholden to our parents in some way yeah. or society's expectations. Yeah. And when I first left my first husband and got a divorce, that was huge for me because that was something so outside of the scope of my thinking. And I was about 32, I think. Okay. And so that was the first thing that really, I think, changed me fundamentally in that yeah. way. Well, what was the program or the things you <clears throat> were expected or to live your life? What was what was that like? You were hmm, taught like get married in a church and just you know have kids and resign. Like nah, yeah, maybe not resign even, but like find a nice husband, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad um, didn't. He was my parents were grew up in like the fifties, and so I think that they sent mixed messages. Like they wanted me to be, be independent and strong. My mm-hmm. dad didn't have a son; he just had me and my sister. And at the same time, like he. He, at the same time, he wanted to provide for us. And at the same time, he wanted us to just go to college and find a nice husband, you know? And so it was <laughs> like, what, what do I do, you know? And, um, and he was doing his best. And he did a great job. He's a wonderful dad. Was a wonderful dad. Both my parents have passed. But, um, which is liberating in itself, you know? It frees you of these things that you perceive that they want for you. Or maybe they outright want for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that... Um, Growing up, you know, just all these expectations and, and as a woman and, you know, you think, well, I guess it's time for me to get married. I guess it's time for me to have kids, you know, and this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Right. Supposed to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think maybe that's really shifting now for a lot of people. I don't know if it's just the pandemic too. And we all see work differently and we're shifting our mindset. And I think that that was one of the things that I wanted to come to this today and talk about was that like transformation is hard and takes work. Nah, I don't want to use the word hard. Transformation takes work. But it's if we can get that mindset going, even just in little ways in our life, it can serve us. Even if you're working out, you know, yeah. that can really bring this mindset that you can apply to other places in your life. Yeah. So when you were in that first marriage, was it a realization came to you that this is not actually what I want or it just wasn't working? Like you realize I'm, you were starting to discover, like, I, I know what my path is now. Like I, I want to go a different direction mm-hmm. and it just needed to kind of just dissolve. I had a child mm-hmm. and that can change things. Okay. And I think that he was young too. And he had a vision for he, how he wanted his wife to be and it, the mother of his child. And I wasn't, I wasn't quite it. <laughs> yeah. And I just felt fundamentally that we were too different and he wanted me to be a different way he wanted me to go to church and i tried to convert to catholicism it didn't stick it did not (laughs) stick at all Uh, but i gave it a shot and um and i would think i was pregnant at the time and my mom died i had a baby and just i knew i couldn't adhere to a dogmatic religion and um we just we just couldn't get couldn't get common ground on that and I thought, you know, if he, I don't want to speak ill of him or anything, but it just fundamentally wasn't working. And he said, you know, I, I want our daughter raised this way. And I was like, 
but I want to do this, you know, I, you know, want to teach her about the moon and, you know, whatever else. And, um, it just, it just wasn't meshing. And so I had to really take stock of that in reality and look at it. And, and so many times we don't do that, you know, we just keep living that life. And I want to encourage people to step out of it. I'm not saying get a divorce, but I'm saying maybe really investigate the truth and reality of what you're living. Are you being true to yourself? Yeah, and it takes a lot of courage to see that and also make a change. Because I've trained a lot of people, oh, yeah. and come across a lot of people in life that they see it, they experience what you're feeling, but then they just, ah, oh, this is just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a lot to actually go, no, I'm going to change this. It's really common. And change your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's scary because we don't know what's on the other side. There's that unknown, you yeah. know? You must have been, Were you? did you feel afraid? my god <laughs> yes i yeah. feel afraid all the time and i'm getting better at uh navigating that and like not letting fear rule and not coming from a place of fear but it's super scary don't you get scared oh yeah all the time putting yeah. out these podcasts is even scary you know yeah. it's a leap it's scary you're like is this going to resonate with anybody Am I just spinning my wheels? Does this even fucking matter? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I ask all the questions and, um, but it does. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it matters or not, just do it. And then it gets easier. And, um, and yeah, that, that was scary. I mean, getting married in the first place was scary. And then divorce is scary. Having a kid is scary. Your parents dying is scary. Like, and, and, um, can we like sit back in our awareness and our presence and be like, I'll just take a breath and live in the moment rather than projecting and worrying or getting in that fear space. Yeah. Was it, did you have fear entering into your second marriage? Because I imagine it pretty, <laughs> pretty intense being like, do I really want to do this again? Mm-hmm. Or what was that like for you? Mm. Yeah. Um, it was scary. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to get married again. And okay. um, I did it. I was pregnant at the time. And I was seven months pregnant and he really did. And I did. And I ignored some red flags mm-hmm. and um, hindsight, you know. And uh, so, yeah, it was a unique situation. And you know what? We have a beautiful daughter that came out of it. And uh, leaving was scary. All of it was. But I say scary, but it was really just a massive learning experience and you know it just made me sit back and go okay can I pay attention to red flags at the next go round you know whenever that may be and can I um and I think there's an element of like knowing you're gonna be okay once you go yeah. through all that and you're just like you know what I, I didn't die I mean <laughs> yeah. you know I'm still like yeah. sitting here you know able to like take a shower and yeah. you know like i think you get some perspective on that right you don't die yeah. yeah and so you're like well okay i guess i can handle it even though it's scary even though i feel like what i don't know what i'm doing or yeah, it sounds like it made things. you a lot stronger yeah i think so it yeah. all makes us stronger doesn't it yeah yeah and then from there that's Every when moment. you started to pick up music yeah well that was just a random thing that happened that so tell me, me about like what what when did that thought come into your head that you're like i'm gonna i'm it, gonna go on stage it, and play music it didn't really uh <laughs> i had just some girlfriends that were like yeah. 
we're gonna instead of getting together for lunch we were like late 30s you know and they were like we're gonna um get an instructor to come every week and we're all gonna get together and learn instruments will you join us and i was like cool i was like i think i had just had a baby or yeah i was like either nine months pregnant or just had a baby and i was like i, I cannot do that right now and uh then they did it and they all kind of fell into roles of what they were playing and then by the next year one girl had moved away and she was playing guitar and they said hey will you join us now it's been a year or whatever and i was like sure yeah sure i will and so i did and i picked it up really quickly and we had a lot of fun and then you know we kept progressing and we we just kept trying and we were just a cover band just having a good time but people would come see us because we play like it our friends that were in bands would book us to open because we could draw a crowd because we were like a bunch of women in our late thirties, just shaking our shit on stage. And like, like if we all (laughs) sucked, we all sucked together. You know, we had times where we all sucked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, what was your band called? Did you have band name? We were called the cover girls, cover girls. Mm -hmm. And they're still around now. They're an original band and that's a whole nother story. Um, there's two original members still in it, I guess. Um, so that's yeah, a whole nother growth experience. But my my journey was once once we were doing that, I was like, we have something to say. We should become an original band, and we all kind of started to do that. And that's when things started to just kind of get messy and uh, take a turn of their own. And that's the other story. It fell apart, and they've kept it going. They're called the Misses now, and so they do their thing. But I was just left to where I was like, well, I've been doing this for three years now. Maybe I should write some songs so my band partner uh as of late he actually um very sadly passed away my drummer yates passed away in december i know it's really really sucks anyway he was a good friend and he was in other bands and um he was like hey will you open for us you know you've got five songs written right and i was like oh fuck sure i didn't have five (laughs) songs so i was like i cobbled together my own band and i wrote five songs and i performed and once i did that i was like okay maybe i can do this and then i reached out to dwight baker a producer and i started just and we hit it off and he has a band the wind and the wave he's amazing and so we just started um i just started writing some songs and i was still not being fully vulnerable and open in that songwriting and so i released an ep and then i was like i gotta really go for it and so i did and I just, you know, I just kept trying to grow and push myself in that space, which is challenging as an independent artist, too, with all the other stuff that goes with it. Okay. But, uh, but it, again, it was just really good learning and really good. And, I mean, I had a total nervous breakdown at one point, you know, like I fell apart, but I wrote a song about it. It's called Meltdown, if you want to check it out. And, <laughs> um, and it's dark and it's like, I'm on a slow burn to a full meltdown. And it's just, you know, and I really was, I was like laying on the floor crying and, you know, cause you just, I was like, what am I doing? You know, all the questions that we have yeah, well, with anything we do. What was that meltdown? Like what was happening in your life or during that time? Um, huh, what was happening? Uh, I think I had record I think I had recorded a performance. Okay. And I was so horrified by how it sounded. The the audio just sucked. And um and I just took it really personally mm. and I was like I suck. I shouldn't even be doing this. Why am I doing this? What am I doing? And then at the same time, the band I had been in was like doing great things and all this stuff and had all this money to spend and doing all this. And I was just like comparing myself 
Always a kiss of death. Yeah. And so a lot. And I remember just having like a breakdown. And I think my husband at the time walked in and I was just like crying on the floor in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, it was really pitiful. But I picked myself up. I wrote it down. I wrote a song. I just, you know, make lemonades and then you just keep going, right? Do you feel like that's one of your favorite <laughs> most like authentic expressions of yourself or oh that is there whole another... forward album that is. whole album mm -hmm. and like from there i've kept writing authentically no i feel like my magic album is really like from my heart um which is a double album that i put out in 2018 i'll have to check it out oh you should it's all about transformation and it's uh i did a double album it's conceptually you know grand and um yeah uh my producer and i just sat down and really worked on it and the first album is like dark rock like sabbath cool and um and it's meant to be an experience and listened all the way through and it is just a picture of how my life was right then and then i decided i wanted to transform all the songs and make a statement on transformation so the second album is all the same songs but they're done as like a 90s trip hop and <laughs> okay, um cool. <laughs> and so the point is that we can take anything in our life and transform it transmute it alchemize it into something different and we don't have to judge it as better or worse. Like if someone transforms their body, they don't have to judge it, you know? If you're working out and losing weight, you don't have to judge the old you. Like can you find that space where you go, you know what, that was great as it was, and I've learned so much, and now I've transformed into this, and that is great too. Everything is yeah. great. Can we get to that space of non-judgment? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not better or worse. It's just a transformation and a change as life continues forward do you judge is better or worse what do that? you do that in life that's a good question i don't know i'll just sit here and drink my <laughs> weird drink while you think about it uh i bet you do we all do probably we tend yeah. to do that right mm -hmm. that's that comparison mm -hmm. i mean think about that next time you're like i don't know even if we look in the mirror are we judging ourselves you know and if we're gonna truly transform i think that it's Fucking everything is a paradox, you know? If we're going to truly transform, can we find that space in the now where we're not judging it? Where you're really, truly happy and love yourself and coming from that space of self-love. And then it's all beautiful. What do you think of that? So that sounds like one of the keys <laughs> to creating transformation is, is letting go of that what judgment. What do you think? What do I think? I yeah. think you're right. I think when training clients, uh, one of the key things to l getting them to change is l letting go of any like hate or uh, being upset with who they were or where they are now. It's like kind of like letting that. And the you that got you to that point. Yeah, and, and, and being okay with all of you, right? Right. Right. I don't need to change to become, to love myself, but, you know, being okay with who I am and that actually allows them to begin changing. Yeah. Because yeah. it really does. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's so weird and um and such a paradox. And I've been on this path of like really trying to look at life like that. I read this book called Existential Kink and okay. um it's so good. But she's like basically saying that can you love all the whole? Can you even love that dark part of you that was like you know, eating Takis at midnight, you yeah. know, and, um, so kind of like shadow work, it kind of going hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Only I, um, I've become kind of averse to even calling it shadow lately. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm just having a moment with it. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just a term I know how to like kind of label it, but yeah. We do. And that's the thing. Are we labeling it? So can you let go of those labels? Can you be like, that's not even shadow. That's just part of me. And that's okay. It's part of the whole. What the fuck? Who cares? Like, I'm going to love it. And um, it's tall order. It's tall order. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying by any stretch that I'm 100% good at it. It's still a learning process for me. Even just this weekend. I mean, like, yeah, um, that talkies reference is not far off, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, so, you know, it's just practice. It's just practice. That's all it is. What are, so what are your practices that you suggest or you use? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I <laughs> am very into practices. I am very into uh, habits and developing habits and adhering to them more often than not. I try to take it easy on myself. I think that's one of the most important habits that we can do. And it's just exactly what we were just talking about. Can you just relax a little bit and get in the practice of going a little bit easier on yourself and not beating yourself up because nobody is going to be perfect and just loving yourself. Now that said, then also more often than not, can you show up for yourself? Can you show up for your best version of yourself? And what does that look like? You know, for me, it looks like meditating every day. Yeah. It looks like reading and reading stuff that is good for my brain. And it varies. You know, right now I've got a stack of like 10 books, which I did put on my Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You have, you have a lot of good books, actually. Um, and I read them really slowly. I okay. like to read actual books. So I'll read like a couple pages, sometimes just a paragraph every day. So people will be like, have you read this? And then they'll lap me on it. You know, they're finished with it and everything. And I'm like, ah, I'm still, you know, on page 63. But um but that's okay. I don't care. I, that's the way I like to read. Um, so it looks like that. It looks like um, I, I slipped on this, but I do enjoy doing Wim Hof breathing. And okay. um, I'm trying to get back into that because I think it benefits um, something about my mindset. Do you hold your breath? Do you do breath work? Yeah. I. Uh, what do you do? I did. Uh, I studied yoga in a small town in India. And we did a what? lot of like, that is awesome. Yeah. We did a lot of pranayama and it's very uh-huh. similar, but yeah, that breath retention. So that hyperventilation breathing. Yes. That's what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, anytime I feel very stressed and then doing the retention, mm-hmm. it definitely pulls you out of thoughts, but it also kind of calms the body down. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. I do that while listening to, I use a, an app called think up and you can make oh, your own cool. affirmations and put your own music behind them. So I'll listen to those and then I'll do that, which is like basically the hyperventil hyper breath for 30 seconds okay. or 30 breaths. I'm sorry. Hyper breath for 30 breaths. Then, you know, exhale, hold it as long as you can. Inhale again, hold it as long as you can. And then when you finally exhale, hold it again for 15 seconds and then repeat that three times. Yeah. Breathing is all the, di- high. all the different breathing techniques are so useful in different situations. Dude, totally. Yeah. One of my favorite is, have you read that book? Uh, I think it's like The Art and Science of Breathing. No. Should I? Yeah. Should I add that to my list? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, if you get the audio bo- version, it's great because at the end of the audio version, there's like 10, two to three minute little clips that just go over breathing techniques. Ooh, so yeah. So you can just literally go to that. But it goes through all the different studies of like taping people's mouths shut and how it changed the jaw structure and how it, you know, like... They developed illnesses when they were breathing through their mouth. And he goes all over the world and gets all this data, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and one of the things he's, he said is through all the spiritual texts and yada, 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 he sees a common theme. There's a 5.5 second inhale and a 5.5 second exhale. And that 
rebalances your whole system. Wow. So something I'll do is when I go on long walks, you focus on breathing in and out through your nose because I guess it releases more mm -hmm. know, nitrogen or something like that. Helps dilate the blood vessels, get more oxygen or whatever. Uh, and focusing on that slow inhale, exhale, that yeah. rhythm. Uh, and by the end, you are very chill. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I, do you tape your mouth at night? I was for a while. It, and? Well, I noticed that if I don't go on a walk to train myself to breathe through my nose, that tape comes off like this. But if I do go on like even just a 20 minute walk, focus on breathing in and out through my nose and then tape it, then that tape will stay on and I get way better sleep. Interesting. No, I like that technique because I've just tried just the tape and like I rip it off in the middle of the night. Yeah, go on. The, the, you, you have to train yourself to first breathe through your nose a little bit because what happens is I'm going to do it. You're a little you're kind of revved up from the whole day. Yeah. Right? And so by going and calming your nervous system and already, you know, taking over your autonomic nervous system and breathing through your nose, then it will continue to do that as you sleep. Right. And you'll be in oh. a more less stressed state. Very cool. And you get very deep sleep. I love that because I think men get more deep sleep than women do um, just across the board. And so I've been trying to work. I don't have my aura ring on today, but I try to like monitor my deep sleep. You know, I'm a sleep nerd, total sleep nerd. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So what are the things you've like hacked with or tried well, for getting good sleep? you know, I'm careful about my caffeine intake and uh, I usually stop at about 11 a.m. And, and I'm really just careful about anything I take and alcohol. I mean, just yeah. don't do it. It fucks with your sleep and it will, um, yeah, it's not worth it to me. No, it's not. Mm -mm. So here's, here's a, like, if you really want to get good sleep, you got to go 30, Tell me. 30 days without drinking caffeine. Oh yeah. If you, so caffeine has a quarter, quarter half life of 12 hours. Okay. So another book you need to read is why we sleep. I've read it. Matthew Walker. All right. Perfect. Excellent book. So you still have a residual Took amount me like of caffeine. So long to get through. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I, I just watched a bunch of podcasts, so I've read it. <laughs> the truth. That's how I read. <laughs> I like it. Lots of podcasts <laughs> clipping together, and I got it. <laughs> yeah, that counts. I think that yeah, totally I think counts. It's yeah. in there. I don't know what I'm talking it's about. In there. <laughs> and so there's still a residual amount, mm -hmm. and even though you still think you're sleeping, you sleep eight hours. Your aura ring says you're all good. When you take that caffeine out for 30 days, you will get insane deep sleep. I'm talking, so I, I took it out. And when I went to like kickboxing classes and other workouts, my aerobic capacity was like three times greater. Are you serious? Yeah, it was, it so was, you don't drink any caffeine? No, I'm, 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 I'm a crackhead when it comes to coffee. Because uh, it's so good. <laughs> no, I know. But there's like, I've tasted, so the first time I experienced this <laughs> when I was. I've tasted the, <laughs> the fruits of no caffeine. Yeah, when I was in an ashram, you, you're not supposed to have caffeine. That's like the sattvig. Mm -hmm. style diet and as soon as you put your head on the pillow you were gone and then you were up wow and you would your brain like i remember waking up at 6 a.m be like how is my brain going so fast right now and you just you it's life-changing well, so why'd you stop it's just re coffee is really, <laughs> good. really good it's just so like coffee is like <laughs> if i had my favorite like drugs and things that bring me joy it's like mushrooms and coffee those two things are like they're so beautiful. Another book you should listen to mm -hmm. is, uh, do you know uh, Michael Pollan? You read my mind. I was about to say, didn't Michael Pollan do one on caffeine? Yeah, yeah but it's only, like an audio, it's only an audio oh, book. Oh, is it really? It's, only a, it's super great. short. So he does an experiment <laughs> where he doesn't drink it for three months. And then he re-drinks it and he talks about how 
when he drinks it, it's like a psychedelic experience where like he's, and it truly does feel that way. And you realize I'm drinking this all the time, every day, and I'm mm -hmm. becoming desensitized to it. Uh, must listen for sure. You know, it's funny. Um, the first time I did Bufo, have you, have you done that? Bufo Alvarius? It's a 5-MeO-DMT. Uh -uh. So it's a uh, very intense psychedelic that you smoke and uh, you have a super intense experience and then it, it lasts about 15 minutes. It's not long, maybe okay. an hour total, Yeah, which is great because, you know, <laughs> we, we got things to do. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I let that process for about three months after I did it for the first time, which was late 2018, I believe. And, um, and I got kind of dark, a lot came out and then all of a sudden I came out and I just, I just, everything just transformed one day. I had a flash, like an intense, um, reactivation of it. I think they call it not really a flashback, a reactivation. Okay. I had an intense reactivation. Yeah. And that moment I quit drinking coffee cause I've taken it back. I took up tea like a little while after that, but I quit drinking coffee. I became a vegan I quit smoking. Wow. I know. And I had had this like a uh, sinus thing for months and I'd even had surgery on it. It still hadn't healed and it healed. Wow. I know. And so now somebody said, maybe that was your higher self, like telling you something, but th it's so interesting what you're saying about caffeine. Like maybe I was tapped into something cause I've slipped in the last, mm, how long has it been? A couple of years since then. And so now I eat some meat and now I'm, I'll have coffee every now and then I drink tea every day. And so, huh. Uh, that's interesting. I want to investigate that. Yeah, it's 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 worth trying. Thirty mm -hmm. days. Try it for thirty days. I like that because yeah. I like treating everything as an experiment. Like just just experiment yeah. with it. Like uh, I've been saying that about self love, like on my podcast lately, and I'm like, just fucking. We tried the rest. I've tried beating myself up. Why don't I try like really like loving myself and saying I love you all the time to myself, and, and just I don't know, just for a month. Just see, just see what happens. Yeah. So my plan is this. Here. What is your plan? You're welcome to jump on. Okay. Uh, do you know 75 hard? No. You've never heard Sounds of 75 dirty. hard? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> After hours. Uh, so 75 hard created by, I know very little, but let me, let me do my best. Okay. It's created by a guy named Andy and it was a free program and he created this as a mental toughness program. Mm -hmm. The mental toughness program, it's not a fitness program. You're supposed to do two workouts a day. 45 minutes, one has to be outside, and it can't be in a row, right? So the goal of this is to develop mental toughness. So you do like one early in the day, one later in the day? Whenever. That's what you, yep. okay. One has to be outside, 45 minutes. Uh -huh. You can't have any cheat meals, and you can't drink alcohol. Okay. Third, the third, fourth thing, you have to read 10 pages a day. You have to drink one gallon of water, and I think Easy. that's it. Got that. And you do it for 75 days. It's just, it's just this challenge he threw out there, and people have been doing it, and I've just been listening to it. And so, and you pick a diet. So it's you can pick any diet you want. Okay. So it's up to you what you pick. Mm -hmm. So what's your diet? What are you gonna do? Not drink coffee. Oh. That's what I'm gonna try to do. Oh. Okay. And so like I'm giving myself this. His his thing is like, you have freedom once you commit to something. Mm -hmm. Freedom is found once you're committed to something. Again, that paradox. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like discipline through freedom or, yeah, that commitment through freedom. Uh, so that's, yep. that's that's what they say. That's one of my favorite quotes. I think it's Miles Davis. And he says, you know, how does the master of guitar get good? Like he just practices and practices and practices and learns that shit. And then what do you do? You forget all that shit and just play, you know, and it's like there's your freedom. There's the mastery. It's in it lies in the learning, the discipline, the commitment. Yeah. And then you're free. It's. I'm learning that everything in life is a paradox. 
<laughs> which is just weird and but true. Um, maybe I'll do seventy five hard. I feel like seventy five days is almost to my birthday. I don't know what. what yeah, it's like can almost. You calculate that, Eric. What is that? Yeah, it's like almost, almost. <laughs> How many it's days like, is seventy five days? It's from like today. the middle of August. That's, it, my birthday is the twenty sixth. So it'll be it'll be right before what your birthday. Seventy five days from tomorrow. I'm gonna start tomorrow. So yeah, I think I'm gonna start tomorrow. Yeah, too. Uh, I, I right, think you that sounds share, great. You got to share with me what your diet is. Uh, my in. diet will be vegan. It will be vegan, and I do okay. a high protein. If anybody wants to know, I've had a hard time. Uh, what is that? Saturday, August twenty first. That's perfect. Then I can cheat. Then I can have some fun on my birthday. Uh, okay, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. Um, yeah. And we should do a follow up episode. Oh, we okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. <gasps> this is great. Yeah. I need that. This is. I've, I've been wanting something like this. I'm. This is wonderful, Brent. Yeah. Um. Maybe you should come on mine too, and yeah. we'll do that. Um, so I was going to say too, uh, I know people are very health conscious in your, in your podcast listenership. And so I just wanted to say that it's taken me a while to figure out a vegan diet. I first oh, yeah. started, tell me, tell me about that. I first started figuring it out. I followed this woman. Um, God, I can't think of her name, but she goes by the sculpted vegan. Have oh, you ever seen her? No. She's British, I think. And, um, and she's cool, but she's like a you know fitness competitor, okay. and she did it vegan, and so she shares it all. She's really cool. And anyway, I had to figure out my protein because as a vegan before years ago, I wasn't ever getting enough protein. That's why I dropped it. And I'm kind of have a sensitivity to cashews, so I was like, well, shit. And so I've I've figured it out now. So uh, I'm gonna really dive back in hardcore to that. So I do drink a protein shake every day with PB fit powder in it. And I can get anywhere from like 45 to 60 grams of protein in that, which is really great. Oh, good. And then, um, oh, I use Vega sport protein. I like that one. I know it's not probably the cleanest, but there's other ones out there, but that's the one I like. Got it. They have peanut butter flavor. Okay. And, um, <laughs> peanut butter is a- <laughs> I like peanut butter. And then I, uh, eat a lot of seitan, which is a vital wheat gluten. Have you ever tried that? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And um, there, there's a, a recipe for that that you can find online. That's a um, chorizo seitan that takes about 10 minutes to make. Because a lot of seitan, you have to boil it or make these big blobs of it. I don't know. It's gross. Okay. And I don't do that. So you can just uh, add some spices and a little bit of like vinegar and coconut aminos. And then you can toss it in a pan for like 10 minutes. And then you've got that. And it's like super high protein, low fat, low calories. And throw that in all your veggies with some sweet potato, a little bit of like starches and stuff like that. And that's my that's my thing. Was that like the and that nutritional was, yeast? And I take a B twelve supplement. Oh, that so that was the was those the missing pieces of getting your protein for me. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like then I realized, okay, I could look at my uh, metrics and I could adjust that and know that I was get I could do that and get more protein, which is just it's just tough as a vegan if you're really going to embrace it. Okay, sweet. Or vegetarian. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. what are you going to do for your two forty five minute workouts a day? Um. I actually yesterday decided I wanted to join a gym and I haven't been a member of a gym, obviously the pandemic. So I was at Equinox and I was like, it was expensive. And I was like, eh, it's, it's not working for me. So I found a different one near my house. It's not very expensive. So uh, I literally to like signed up for a three day pass and I was like, I'm going to do it. So I'm going to join a gym, um, tomorrow and I like to lift weights. So yeah. So, um, I'll probably do a morning 45 minutes with maybe some kind of cardio, short cardio interval. And, um, and actually I was just reading, I've been reading, um, Kamal Ravikant's love yourself like your life depends on it. Oh, interesting. 
he has a new version that's a revised version with more in the end and it tells a story about of his breakup and stuff have you read it no it's really good okay and i think it's kind of got a little cult following type of thing <laughs> and um in the end he was just talking about his workouts and he was saying that he was he started working out again and he was pushing himself further he was lifting a lot heavier weights and pushing himself and then taking three minutes between sets yep really okay yep. so yep. that's what i was thinking of doing so that's that's so this is what I do with a lot of clients, especially like when women come to me, is getting them to lift heavier mm-hmm. and stop doing so much high cortisol producing exercise, which would be high intensity stuff like jump around, do circuits, things like that. Right? That's what I've done in the past. And I, I think I want to shift that. Yeah. So usually I'll see a better response, everybody, but women especially, as they start to focus on lifting heavier over time in a very you know focus on good I'm form gonna do it. right and traditionally you need that two to five minutes rest in between but how i'll do it is I'll usually pair a different exercise that doesn't fatigue so like if you're squatting maybe you're doing chin-ups in between so you're still keeping a little bit more of a pace up but you're going to okay. notice big changes you should just come train a couple times with me okay. i'll show you what to do so when you go to the gym you know how to awesome. do it properly right? well i'm a form nerd so yeah, Perfect. I, I definitely am way into that, but I'll take you up on it for sure. So what you what you can do too is with the 75 heart, when you feel like you need to chill out because you don't want to lift seven days a week, just throw in, throw in yin yogas or yogas and just use that as your other exercise. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. my um, body always responds better when I do yoga maybe once or twice a week. Yeah, and perfect. I just, I've just fallen off. I've just fallen off in the last... I just got out of pra- out of my regular practices, so this is a great idea. So, and then the other one, I really enjoy just taking a walk and listening to an audio book every evening. Yeah, and I'll walk for about forty five minutes, maybe an hour, maybe thirty five minutes, just right around there. Yeah. So I try to do that every night. I'm pumped about the walking because I have gotten so far away from it. It's everybody should walk. Everybody should. It's so easy. And for years, I didn't. I was like, no, I have to run or I have to you know do some sort of cardio. And I'm like, no, I really don't. No, I really don't. No. I mean, and I just enjoy, I enjoy my walks and it's time away from my kids too. I'm like, you can do it anywhere. Don't you notice you get the best ideas? The I best, get great ideas. I it's love like it. It's like creative workshopping when you walk. It is. Right? Mm-hmm. It clears your head. I love it. And um, lately I've been trying to wade through uh, conversations with God. That's what I've been listening to. Have you ever listened to that? No. Oh my God. It's Man, like you got 26 all the books. hours You got long. all the books. Do I? I don't know. You do too. <laughs> well, yours are podcasts actually, but <laughs> I know the truth Hidden, now. hidden. <laughs> when you recommend a book, I'm going to go, mm, did, you, did you really read that, friend? <laughs> um, yeah. That, conversations that, with God. It's mind blowing. Okay. But I mean, like it's 26 hours long and I'm about on hour you know three or something <laughs> so what, what's like your top two books you're mm. reading right now top two that i'm reading right now yeah uh because you're reading like 12 right i am mm-hmm. i've got that i think that love yourself like your life depends on it i'm getting a lot out of that because he keeps the practices super simple really yeah it's just like say i love i love myself i love myself say it over and over i and i actually started doing that mm, about a year and a half ago falling asleep just thinking i love myself instead of just beating yourself up for bullshit it's a beautiful it's a it's like a mantra it's it's a, it is it's a beautiful it's a way of just you know focusing your mind on something positive mm-hmm. right it's like positive propaganda for yourself yeah it is that's beautiful I like um that. and i mean i've got a nice stack of books that are amazing right but the one that leaps out in my mind is uh <laughs> And I've recommended this to so many people, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, have you read it? I haven't yet. 
Everyone says it's amazing. It's so good. Really? It's so good. And I, I mean, I, I hear the audiobook's great because he reads it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, good. but but I'm reading the hard copy and I like the hard copy because oh. it's got all these different little bits in it that are like um, little asides or little poems he writes or things like that. And I like the way it's laid out. And um, I, I think I bought it at Christmas. So obviously I read slow. And so I'm still, I, I'm, I'm getting close to being done, but what a life and the way he inspires and the way it's written. It's just, it's really good. You'll like it. Okay. Yeah. It's right. really good. Gonna, so that one's a recommendation of mine that gonna, makes me laugh. Yeah. Do you, so, have, do you have a book of all time, like your favorite, always go back yes. to? Mm-hmm. What's that? The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I love that book. Ah. How good is that book? It's so good. Mine is so marked up and it's just, it's a go back to anytime you're feeling resistance in anything in your life. I'm so glad you've read it. Oh yeah. So beautiful. I'm reading his other one, Artist's Journey right now, which is his latest. I have not. It's a little more esoteric and Mm. so it's good, but War of Art is like, is. It's amazing. Number one. And the Audible version. (laughs) I have not listened to the Audible version. The guy who does the the voiceover for it is amazing. Really? Amazing. Well, maybe I should read that. It's it's so. I probably get a lot out of it. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's great. Well, the other thing that's so great about that book is it's such an easy read. I mean, like literally a chapter is like, you know, not even a page. It's small. It's not thick. I mean, that's my kind of book. I, I like those. They're not intimidating. You can finish them. And I, I've set a goal for myself to write a book like that and cool. one that's very accessible to people. And I'm still figuring out what that's going to be. But that's that's just a goal of mine that yeah. I've set recently. You just bang out goals. Like you read. You've written two books already. Yeah, well, it sounds like I banged them out. I mean, that's the. I think I, my novel, The Trouble with Becoming a Witch, took me twelve years, and you know, the children's book Starla took um, five or six. So I mean, it's not like those just happen. If you want to write a book, it takes a while. So just go easy on yourself. And like the 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 novel, you know, I sat down for a while. I pick it back up, and that's okay. So I know that this one is going to take time but I am trying to at least set small manageable goals with it which is have a rough draft done in the next three months you know or by my birthday actually so by our 75 hard date you know I'm like okay can I have can I have just some kind of draft just something you know and like just sit down and I don't know see what comes out so what do you yeah. feel like is bubbling up that <clears throat> that book will be about something more profound I think and life-centered but still very accessible funny and just something that you can return to and maybe flip open anywhere. And I think that's what I like about Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It Too. It's written in a style that you can flip open anywhere and you can get something out of it. And that's what I would like to bring to people. Like we all know all the rest of it. I know you're supposed to love yourself. And I know, you know, I know some of these basic things. And, you know, I want to I want to go a little deeper than that, like Stephen Pressfield does. I'm very inspired by that book. So how can I, you know... Steal Like an Artist, right? That that book, Steal Like an Artist by uh, Austin Kleon. He lives here, actually. And I love his style. And his whole thing is like we're all getting inspired from all different people, you know? And you just end up putting it into your own voice. And you take all of these different little things that you've absorbed and then here's my product of it. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. So I'm not sure what that looks like. A few years ago, it would have been a very different book. Actually, I did write one that I never published. And um, now I feel like it's just, I've gone past it. And like, where can I go now? 
and push myself. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. next three months are kind of like just feeling and, and putting on the paper what could be something. Yeah. I got a new organi- uh, a new planner. Um, oh, damn. I wish I'd brought it. Uh, I can't think of the title of it, but it's a three-month planner. I have it. Oh, you do? What's it called? I don't know. i got it from watching your podcast oh you did that's the one yeah okay good oh you're so sweet i'm so glad do you like it well have you dove into it yet no i I did i took a day and i tried to really go into it but my problem is with things like that i never reopen it really yeah i'm just not a i think once i do it it's kind of like in my head i don't know i'm just kind of like maybe you're just more like the audio type you know yeah and that's okay yeah yeah i know i think as long as you know that's your style I bought it for a bunch of people because I think it's amazing. And I think anybody who likes planners, it's so well done. It is really well it's done. It's amazing. It makes you it's really just three think. months. Three months is good. Yeah. And that's what I like too. I really think about it. I want to utilize it. I just haven't as much as I want to. But it's amazing. Yeah. If you it's love good. planners, it's, it's we'll awesome. Put the, you put the link in the – find it, right? I'll send it to you or whatever. Yeah. Put the link in the notes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So why did we talk about that? What were we talking you, about? You, you were using it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's helping me set goals that are attainable, you know, just for just for a three month chunk. So, but I I do like having goals. I mean, I think they're important. Oh, yeah, I like they're super holding important. myself accountable and stuff yeah. like that. So I go through phases where I'm not that good at it. But that, so what? That's 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 again that, it's a that part practice. of that hole. Yeah. And you know, you got to have those moments to appreciate the moments where you don't. Yeah, goals <laughs> are a continual practice, and there's periods of times in your life where maybe it's just more intention focused or and then you're like oh i got some hard things i really want to try to produce mm-hmm. right it's just like loving yourself it's like it's a you know sometimes you get out of the practice sometimes you come back into it sometimes you try different methods right it, yeah it, you don't just go i'm never doing goals again <laughs> <laughs> no, my goal is to never have I, goals again <laughs> i don't really care <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you have a big goal with your podcast you were sharing with me yeah i do i want to be the biggest female podcaster in the world i want you to tell me more about that do you yeah why well i think there's space in it but i really enjoy it and as i sat back last year and like took stock of my life i was because we all had some time in the pandemic right and so i sat back and i was like how does this fit together like because i had done all these different things like books or music or radio and i couldn't quite get a handle going through it how the puzzle pieces fit together. And then I stopped and looked back and I realized that it was all voice and it was all a way of lifting uh, people's voices, meaning using mine in the most vulnerable and real way I could and telling the truth and being okay with that and not being scared of how it will land. And can that inspire everyone else to use their voice however they're going to use it? Because everybody's going to use it a different way and that's cool. And, um, I just thought, you know what? I, I, this is easy for me sitting and doing a podcast. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. And, um, and I was like, maybe I just need to get really directional on that and recognize that my purpose is to use my voice to help everyone else's voice rise higher, to help them lift theirs. And once I sat with that and I was like, I'm going to get really directional on this. I'm going to believe the fuck out of it. And um, I was like, that's my mission. I I had, oh, oh, I know. I was doing these ketamine infusions at the time because cool. I did a series of those. Where did you do those? Those were by intense. The way. Aluma. 
Okay. You should you should interview her, she, Allie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's incredible. What What are those like, by the way? I've been very curious. They're intense. Oh you really? You dissociate from your body completely. Oh. I know, and you have a paramedic sitting right beside you. Yeah. So you are safe. I did have one time when I got really scared, and I remember her touching my arm, and it kind of pulled me back. And later I asked her, "Why did you touch my arm?" And she said, "Your heart rate heart rate spiked." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So you you can pull yourself out of it. Like you're aware enough to pull yourself out, but you go all the way, and it's a lot to process. And um. I'm, I had to make my own meditations for it and really, uh, cause otherwise I would get scared or my mind would go all crazy places. So anyway, I made a lot of meditations where I told myself I was safe. So, which is good in life too. Yes. Right, it's a metaphor. Um, so anyway, I did one of those, uh, ketamine journeys and I had a vision of like the world and, um, me <laughs> having wings and like putting it around the whole world and just, um, helping everyone find their own wings and rise. And then there were like wings on voices. And, uh, so I was like, okay, maybe that's my purpose. And I'm going to embrace that as my purpose. And so I got very directional on it. And there's magic when you get really directional on something. And I hope to encourage anyone to do that. Just find something like you were saying something about committing, you know, and, and just sometimes it's not so much about, you know, what you're committing to, but are you really committing? And so um, it was just nice to find that sense of purpose, which I hadn't really felt before. And, and it takes time and go easy on yourself if you don't find it. Just It's okay to flow with these other spo- things you're supposed to learn. But I finally felt like I came into it. And I, I just thought, all right, I'll just see what happens now. I'm going to I'll be the biggest female podcaster in the world that there's space in that right now. I can see that. And so the next day, someone, my boss at the Statesman invited me to have a drink in JB Hager has like a Airstream trailer behind the Statesman and everyone's meeting there that day. So I was like, okay. And I had not done that at all. I hadn't been anywhere for drinks because it was like mm, June, I think, you know, pandemic time. And so I went and I was sitting beside this girl that was just so cute and we just started talking and um, I, she was like, I was like, well, what do you do? And she was like, oh, you know, we're starting a podcast network upstairs here. And I was like, what? Cool. And she was like, yeah, I'm the content director. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, you know, we're looking for, I was like, well, wh- what are you looking for? You know, what are you doing? She was like, well, we're starting it all out. We're starting new shows and we're looking, we're really looking for women right now who aren't celebrities, you know, and we like things with a music background. That's and trippy. I, <laughs> and I was like, am I dreaming right now? What's happening? I know. I mean, literally the next day. And I was like, well, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what it is. And I said, can I, Natalie, can I pitch to you? And I was like, cause this is, I told her, I said, yesterday I got directional on this. This is, my mission or whatever and she was like oh hell yeah yeah I just told her straight out like don't hide those things like let them out and she was like aligned with that she was like oh yeah hell yeah and so that was in June and I mean it takes time I ended up signing with them in October started recording in November and released it and the whole podcast launched the whole podcast network launched in January so you know it's taking steps and I'm working on enjoying the step I'm at now which is challenging because you're like, why am I not there? And, uh, but that's okay. You know, I mean, can you just be in that space of like, 
hey, this is part of the steps to yeah. your goal. Like, can I enjoy this moment? Can I enjoy day uh, 38 of the 75 days rather, exactly. you know? So um, that's that's how it came about. And that's how I got this vision of of this podcast space. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, Joe Rogan. Well, he's moved to Austin. You should meet him. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure I'm just going to fucking meet Joe Rogan. And then I did. And then I met Joe Rogan. And I was like, wow. You know, like, um, I was just like, huh. Okay, maybe maybe I'm on the path. You're in the flow. I hope so, Brent. You're in the I flow. Mean, this is this is something blowy. I like to this is something I like to tell myself. Okay. And remind myself is I read a book when I was like 17. It was called like Mastery. You read the actual book? Yeah. Let me it was just very check. Small. It was Let very, me check it on my It was very small. Okay. So I could handle it. <laughs> it was like a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, almost. It was like 50 pages. <laughs> and it was called I think it was called Mastery or Mastery or something like that. And and it it changed my mindset the way I looked at like when I first started personal training, it was like, I never looked at it like there was some end goal. Try to just show up and like enjoy the process of continually getting better. Like they say, like with martial arts, you know, the belt system never ends. You can be like a ninth degree black belt, but you're still refining the, the punch that you learned from the very beginning when you were a white belt. And the goal is there is no end. Like back in the day when someone was a, uh, ironsmith or whatever job they had, they just continually did it. And the joy from it came from getting lost as they got better and better and better. Totally. But they were still always in that beginner mindset. And so for me, like I'm similar, I'm starting this podcast journey or with training. It's like, got to pull yourself back from like, yes, you need a goal and a vision and, you know, be shooting for that, but get lost in that like flow state yeah. and enjoy like, Oh, this part got a little bit easier for me. Or this flowed a little better because that's where the fucking good shit is, mm-hmm. is getting lost in that, right? Yes. Like, what is the joy for you for podcasting? Like, what are all the pieces you love about it? Right. I just love sitting and talking and learning, you <laughs> know? And like, and it's getting lost together and mm-hmm. you're just like, it's a fucking high, man. It is. It's so good. Yeah, it is. You're so right. Yeah. And you read my mind that you brought up martial arts or maybe I sent you that. Um, yeah. When I interviewed Rafael Lovato Jr., that was one of his main things that he said. He was so incredible. But it was just about, you know, he said, once I started teaching is when the real learning began. And I was like, wow. You know, he was so inspiring because that's where he lives. He lives in that mastery space of being in the moment. And just that's the true master. And it's amazing. So, yeah. You're going to get... Wherever you get, you're going to get far, and it's going to be enjoyable. That's nice of you to say. And you're going to – Thank you. Yeah. You're definitely in – That makes my heart feel good. I had a similar experience does. in the sense that I think with the pandemic, we all had a hard stop, mm-hmm. and you had an opportunity to reflect. And it sounds like you really used that opportunity. I then, did. And then now it's like once <clears> the gate's open, now the energy's flowing. I used that time to hone my practices, like when you were talking about habits earlier. Like I had a list of habits every – I used James Clear's Habit Tracker during that time. Okay. And um, – which I love because I love a nice little list and you can make these lists. And um, But, you know, I was really striving to do those things every day, do the breathing every day, show up for myself. I did not drink and um, I did consume caffeine, but that was about it. I mean like I ate really um, healthfully, you know, very um, – pretty strict actually. And, you know, I just did all the things to really get my mind – where I needed to be and just really develop those practices. And it, I I enjoyed it. You know, it was a good time to do that. Yeah. I, I, I am grateful for the opportunity to have that hard pause during the pandemic. Me too. I'm very grateful for Mm -hmm. it. 
Well, I could talk to you all day long. Thank but you. we got to wrap up. You probably have eight more podcasts you're recording today. <laughs> At least one more. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we where do we find you? I love your podcast, but tell me all the places we find you okay. and connect with you. Well, I think um, as we go to, I just want to take a second to reiterate that transformation is possible and takes a little work, but it's that paradox of loving where you are and not being so hard on yourself and not judging you. And just like take, take stock for a minute. What's my highest version look like? What, what would my highest version do in this moment? Would I come from love? Would I come from anger? You know, and there's not a right answer. You know, maybe you have a moment of anger. That's okay. Or maybe you have a moment of judgment, but can you just step out of it a little bit and say, that's okay. That's okay too, you know? Um, so I just also want to take a second to say, like, you know, what you brought up when I was like, what are we going to talk about? And you were like, you know, just doing stuff at any age. And I just want to take a second to tell people that <clears throat> no matter where you are in life, uh, there's always a space to transform. And yesterday I had even had a woman saying, oh, I'm too old for that, you know, whatever it was. And I was like, ah, oh, you're really not. You're really not. There are people doing it at every age. And so whatever your dream is, just give it a shot. Like you'll learn. At the very least, you'll learn. And that's a beautiful thing. So anyway, I just wanted to end with that. No, I love that. Yeah. That, that's, that is something I want everybody, all my clients and everybody to know. You know, don't put these self-limiting beliefs on you from society, from your family, from whoever. You've got to reflect on those and, and uproot those, pull those out of the dirt, like get those weeds out of there because there's no reason you can't do new creative cool shit until the day you die. Right. And just accept that it got you to this point. All of it is a beautiful thing because it got you right here, right now. And so what are you going to do with it, right? 100%. <laughs> so, yes, everyone can find me on Instagram at Real Amy Edwards. And also my podcast is called The Amy Edwards Show. And it is available on all platforms and YouTube and on Hot Pie Media. And um, I guess that's, that's the main gist of it. My books are out. They're available on my website, which is amyedwards.com. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, Amy, I'm very grateful for you. I'm so grateful. Spending your day with me. Oh, I appreciate it. Oh, so fun. I learned so much. Yeah. Thank you. I love what you're bringing to the world. Thank and I'm you. extremely grateful that you reached out to me, and I'm glad to ha call you a friend now. Yes, me too. Mm -hmm. And then 75 Hard begins tomorrow. I'm so excited. And then we're <laughs> going to follow up with it. Yes, we are. All right. See you guys next time. That was a super fun episode. Definitely got lost in some flow state with that one. Uh, so grateful to have Amy uh, grace my podcast. Uh, she was super fun to have a conversation with. And your focus for the week is picking one of the books Amy mentioned in this episode. And if you don't remember, go back through or feel free to shoot her a DM on Instagram. But picking one of those books focused on moving through resistance or focused on developing a practice of self-love. These are the two things I want you to kind of pick from and pick one of those books and begin spending a couple minutes a day starting to dive into this book. All right. Thank you so much for watching the podcast. Please share this with anybody you think would enjoy it. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Bodies by Brent. Brent has been a personal trainer for 16 years 
and he's going to be here to help you get the body and health you've always wanted. Thanks for checking out the show, and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you have an idea or topic for the show, maybe you want to be on the show, and you're interested in working with Brent, visit our Instagram at bodiesbybrentatx. See you next time on Bodies by Brent. 